Hello and welcome to another episode of BZ Listening. I'm your host, BZ Douglas, and the podcast has been on a bit of a hiatus over the summer while I've been working on a lot of stories. I just had a pretty heavy one come out this week that you should check out on my YouTube channel. It is the killing of Vincent Belmonte by Larry McDonald, an East Cleveland police officer. I go into the details of the incident as well as McDonald's extremely problematic history to the point that he should not have been working as an officer on that day and a lot of the local activists' reaction to this incident. Um, so you can check that out on my YouTube channel. Like I said, it's some pretty heavy stuff, so I'm really glad to be taking a break from that, getting back to the podcast Roots, which is interviewing grassroots musicians, something I haven't, I haven't done for quite a while. And I'm really excited to do it today with my guest, uh, the band Believe in Ghost. And the exclamation point, that's, the exclamation point is very important. So I, I make sure to hit it every time, as you'll see in the episode. Um, so you can check out their new EP, which released today, October 8th. And you can download that on Bandcamp. Make sure you add it to your playlists on Spotify and find all the links to uh, all their music in the description. The podcast will be getting back to a regular publishing schedule. I am definitely looking forward to interviewing more musicians again. Like I said, this was a really welcome respite from the the heavy type of stuff that I'm doing. And, and the you know, the subject matter that I'm interviewing people about is usually not as... Uh, lighthearted and enjoyable is this. So I hope you enjoy the episode and check out Believe in Ghost. And you can find links to everything I've mentioned in this intro and throughout the episode down in the description of the podcast slash YouTube, whatever you listen into this. So thank you so much for listening. And now let's get to the interview with Believe in Ghost. <laughs> Yeah, so this is my my first music interview in a while, bringing the podcast back to its roots. Um, yeah, I've made a divergence into journalism since I started, but yeah, when I saw Billy was like putting casting out a net, like I need to get on some podcasts. I'm like, I'll you know, I'm happy to go back to this. It's been That's a great. while, and I'm happy to catch up with you, man. So what? Uh, so why don't you both introduce yourselves here, just since I know Billy, but. Who else am I talking with? I'm uh, Rocco Stroker from Believe in Ghost. Yeah, and I'm Billy Conahan from Believe in Ghost. Yes, and um, I might just go ahead and release. I had I did a prototype podcast with Billy. Uh, yeah. Right before I left New York, I just wanted to do like get an oral history with anyone that was interested in like sitting down and just chatting about the times we lived through. And Billy, it's been it's been amazing just seeing your career i asked you today who do i email because i had in your address book btk comic back when you were billy the kid back when i was a serial killer yes (laughs) my brief stint as a serial killer (laughs) Um, yeah no that that is like the first email i had and look my cat wants to join um but yeah no um we have a band email so uh, I figured that would probably be easier for everybody to, uh, if they wanted to log in and join us. Yeah. Yes. Which they did. Well, 
And, you know, that, that's, that's, that's what, this is the fun thing about, uh, you're actually my, my inaugural guests on this new platform that's supposedly going to be make video editing a lot easier. And yeah, I'm hoping to just let this one go out casual without a lot of editing. We'll jump in and out of songs, but, um, uh, I really just wanted to like, first get to know like both of you. I know, you know, Billy, we can get into like, you know, your musical trajectory, but, um, what? Oh my God! I'm a terrible host. I already forgot your name. I need captions. Sorry, right. Rocco. Rocco. It's such yeah. a unique name. I know like no Roccos. So it's all right. Know. Now you know one. For my own shame, I I will make sure that doesn't get cut from the podcast. But <laughs> we are we on? Are we filming? This is going out. Okay. Yeah, I'm recording. We're not live or anything, but yeah. No, Billy, so, we are live. We're, we're live. We're going out. We are, yeah. We're for all intents and purposes. We are. We are live. This is a live podcast, <laughs> unedited, raw recording. So, uh, Rocco, why don't you tell me a bit about like your your musical uh, arc up to this point? Yeah, I mean, I was in uh, a couple like shows when I was a kid, like five to seven to eight years old. Did a couple things at uh, some theaters like a Christmas carol, whatever, you know, and then uh, I kind of stopped music for a little bit until I picked up a little game called Guitar Hero 3, and I was like, damn, this is cool. I could, I have a guitar. I might as well learn to play it. I always I wondered, because I played Guitar Hero, it came out like when I was in my 20s, but I always wondered, because I really got into it, uh, like, did did that ever like actually stoke anyone to like wind to actually move into the real thing? It did, and like, I mean, I played a little guitar before that, but nothing really. And then when I was playing, I was like, why don't I just do this on the guitar? And so then I did, and then I started like writing songs in my early teens. And then uh, after high school, I was like, I'm not going to college. I'm just going to do some music. So I saved up money to do some music, and then I ran into Billy in our last band, All Types of Kinds, and then that band, uh stopped existing and now we are in this phase and uh we are believing ghosts we've been believing ghosts for two years and there are two other wonderful members in our band who are not here at the moment burke who is in this apartment at the moment but not getting out of his room and then uh ricky who is not in this apartment um, that i know of and you uh came up in new york or around new york city or is um, new york city where you went to to you know make music happen yeah so i moved from connecticut to new york and uh i moved uh like three years ago at this point yeah just about yeah about three years ago i moved to first to washington heights but now astoria and all of us in the band live in astoria at the moment hey astoria roots yes much much love r.i.p to the waltz yeah, yeah, for sure. Shout out to Pedro and Song, who I imagine will be. Uh, that's where the Waltz Astoria was uh, open mic. A little fa- one of the only family owned places that I ever remember encountering in the New York open mic circuit. And that's true. That's yeah, true. it was a really special thing, and they they cultivated that vibe. I mean, that was where you know getting now kind of jumping over Billy, um, catching people up. Yeah, do you want to talk about like? Your your performance, uh, you know, getting to this point, as far as what I've seen, is is been pretty um, dynamic to say the least. Yeah, I um, I definitely uh, I started doing uh, performing like stand up, probably in like eighth grade. I started going to open mics, um, and then one night uh, a friend of mine and 
we were just sitting on his porch around the corner from Walt's Astoria. And then he said, oh, I'll walk you home. So we started walking and we walked by Walt's and um, it said open mic. And I think it was like 11 o'clock or something. It was like the end of the mic. And I walked in and they were like, you know, we're kind of full, uh, but come back next week. And then uh, we came back next week. And I think we did Tribute by Tenacious D uh, before I even really knew how to play guitar. Uh, And yeah, we had a great time. And then that's like, I just went every Wednesday um, from then on, uh, just doing everything. You know, I was still doing stand up. I was playing guitar a little bit. Um, and then I got into rapping and like poetry and all that kind of stuff. And, um, that open mic was just such a perfect place to experiment, uh, and do anything. Like I didn't really feel that way every, everywhere else you kind of had to have your six minutes and you go up there and you get your laughs and you work on your material and that was it. Like, you know, it was very cookie cutter. And then with this place, it was like a place to where you didn't have to have anything prepared, where you could make it up and where it was very friendly uh, environment for that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of experimentation. That really is. I remember what I just went to it because I lived in Astoria mm-hmm. And then, however, I found out, because there's a ways off the beaten path, not like on your way from the train, like your usual commute if you live out in that area. But however, I found out about it, I found out about it, I went there um, and, yeah, took in just such an eclectic array of of things, people who were, you know, not afraid to try things. And as it came to, you know, like my shorthand for like going into the open mic world is like, you'll see the good and the bad and, and just crazy (laughs) and like people were just like i'm doing this for me i don't give a damn but you know that's where i i first stepped up at open mic and i just read some poetry i had Mm -hmm. and then when i wanted to try stand up that's you know was the first place i started trying it and then you know slowly like music took over for me more that's why you know i think seeing your jump from different things and like and i was you know when you were in like a folk phase, I was like, wow, this is amazing folk. And it wasn't, you know, the caveat was always there that, that, that addendum of like for your age, but you can take that off. I still thought you were, you know, you've been an amazing songwriter for a long time. So why don't you tell us what is uh, believe in ghosts? What's the uh, you know, what brought this band into being and what's it about? Rocco. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it did kind of piggyback off of the last band that we were in because three of the four members in this band were of that last band. Um, we were in a band before this called All Types of Kinds, which is nothing like this band, strangely enough, even though it has almost all the same members in it. Um, but that band ended in the middle of the summer two years ago, and the three of us, we were like, okay, we're going to stick together, though, right? And we're all like, yes, and then... We are trying to brainstorm what we wanted it to be and what we needed to name it. So if we can't keep the name, it's going to be a different thing. You know, we're going to go in a different direction. And all the names we came up with were so dark and so grim. <laughs> well, I think we were, like, grieving, you know. It's like, uh, ironically enough, you know, that stage of denial and then acceptance. You know, there's anger and stuff like that. So all of them were very, uh, uh, <laughs> like... Well, that's left like oh i'm trying to remember some of the the bad ones like yeah. that guy i remember that <laughs> are we allowed to curse by the way oh yeah yeah uh, I, hell yeah i should have asked uh 
yeah, no, that's very funny that you said that. But it's like, like yeah, we're all kind of. <laughs> we were so it was so dark, and then but we kind of were stuck on this idea of uh, coming back to it and coming back to and like you know being back to life and being rejuvenated, and so that's why if you believe in ghosts, then you know it's more of a positive thing. It's not such a negative. It's we're coming back, but and we believe in what we're doing. And then the exclamation point is just for fun. I was like, I, I like how there's always like when people have punctuations in their names. I that makes such a difference because yeah, if you just had like believe in ghosts, like you could be, you know, like you said, like oh, that would give me a sense of being this dark, yeah. moody, broody band. Yeah, yeah. The the exclamation point. Also, it's we also purposefully chose ghost. Like singular ghost because ghosts. Oh, <laughs> yes. Everyone becomes a snake when they do it. They go ghosts. Um, but uh, and then the exclamation point is from kind of like that uh, Anderson Pac uh, thing. He has a, a period right in the middle of his name, and he purposefully spells his name that way to see if the venue cares, like to see if the people who are booking it are paying attention to those little things. You know, it really is about the little things. And I think we do that um, wholeheartedly pretty much. Yeah. That and uh, for branding as well. We just knew that it would uh, track well, like our little logos of ghosts with exclamation point in it. So easy because it just kind of has the whole name in it and it's super Mm -hmm. simple, super minimal. Um, But when people see those little things, it's what makes them remember the yeah. name and remember the band i had i i mean i know my i when you met me billy i was just brian douglas yeah yeah and then um i crossed paths with charlie crockett who's like i think in our class of open mic you know if there's like a class graduating class like he went on to now he's playing he's selling out the grand old opry he's blowing up or whatever but he was the musician i crossed what's that you got named like new artist of the year by like yeah, country yeah. music awards. I hear him on the radio now all the time on like like the stations and and I'm I'm in like his fan watching his fan like group on Facebook blow up. Every now and then I'll share with them like Charlie Crockett was a musician that just, you know, waltzed into the waltz and other open mics and he crashed in my apartment for like a month. He needed to sublet and I had a roommate that was out of town and while he was staying with me he just started calling me Beezy, like this Texan nickname. Like, hey, Beezy, get in here. Check this out. And also seeing how he was doing music, that's what inspired me to start doing music. And I had the same kind of just branding thing. Kick. I'm like, no one's going to find me as Brian Douglas. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to be a band. I wasn't at all ready to start a band. I'm like, I'm just going to be a solo guy trying shit out. But then I was like, I'll take Beezy. I'll take Beezy Douglas. But yeah. I have not changed that, Brad. I just kept it. It's like BZ is just me. That's so me. whatever the hell I am, that's what BZ is. So it's it's my personal internal brand. But I want to real. I want to jump into. There's a lot I want to talk to you guys about. But I think right about here, uh, I want to uh, play a song for everyone. Okay. Drop one in. Cool. Uh, so Sarah would be the first. I'm just going to follow the order of the EP. Uh, you want to tell us when that's releasing and where people where you'd prefer people get it. Yeah, uh, we are putting that out on October 8th, 
It's going to be streaming everywhere, but if you want to support us the most, Bandcamp is where it matters for us. Um, you can find us at believeinghosts.bandcamp.com, and it'll be right there. As soon as you go to that link, it'll bring you right to the newest release, which is that. And you can find all of our releases there. You can listen to it for free there, too, if you want. But, if you again, if you want to support us, you, it's a pay-as-much-as-you-want kind of thing, one of those platforms. And we really do appreciate any kind of support. So if you can't do that, you can find it on Spotify, Amazon, whatever, the Apple Music, all, all of them, all of them. I think a good way to support, get artists, uh, support them with Spotify. Um, well, I know this was helpful with, like, Crockett, for instance – getting get somehow getting them on the right playlists yes exactly that's, yeah you know that's the utility of spotify more than any money you're gonna make at exactly. least at your state your your stage so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and, and here we're gonna roll sarah and we will be right back with believing ghost So we are uh, we're back here with uh, Believing Ghost, and just everyone has just heard now the track Sarah. Hopefully, we'll see it, you know before the premiere, after the premiere. I don't know if you guys want me to hold on to this episode until 
it's officially released. Yeah. All right. So as we go, BZ. <laughs> so uh, what? Get, fill me in. What is what is the track, Sarah? What's going on with this? Um, if I'm being honest, I don't really know. We just kind of one day, <laughs> one day we were just playing uh, in rehearsal. We had time, and I started playing this thing that I was practicing at home. This was like years ago, too. Yeah, right? it was before. Yeah. I, think, I think it was just before Believe in Ghost. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Here's this thing. It's like this kind of I don't know, punky in your face kind of riff." And I didn't have words for it, so I was going "damn." And Billy thought I was saying Sarah, and I was like, "All right." So then, when he said that, I went home and wrote the rest of the lyrics, and essentially. It's just about somebody who has done a lot of bad things and is uh, saying that is asking this other person if they're willing to accept those bad things that they've done and uh, continue on with them, even no matter how bad it is, which is, you know, very toxic, but but still makes for some great music. And I play bass on it, actually, funny enough to. in which I think I was playing at rehearsal when we yeah. did it yeah, and kind of came up with all of it. like, it's weird. Like, I think we had the whole song pretty much mm-hmm. except for the lyrics. Like we just kind of made everything up. Yeah. Kind of clicked. And, and that was that probably one of the faster songs we've ever written. And then we did nothing with it for years. <laughs> and then yeah, and it just sat around. Right. Exactly. But it always kind of got mentioned. It was one of those songs that was like, Hey, we should do that. Oh, we should practice that. Oh, we should do that. And then it was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Finally, you know. Well, I think what we really needed was Ricky because uh, him yes. in the town is really what makes the song. Ricky is the uh, drummer in our band, the percussionist, the percussionista. And he uh, really brings a lot of flavor to that track. I think, especially with the solo section where he's going away, just hitting them pots and pans all willy nilly. It's uh, it sounds great, and without that, I feel like it wouldn't be the same song. Because it kind of builds to that point, and it needs that break to be as good as it is for it to work. I think, as a whole. Well, and I also I respect that you know you resisted the temptation. You're like, oh, maybe yeah, we'll start. It's Sarah. What can we do with that? And you didn't just turn it into like a really rough like Toto cover that no one saw coming. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was in the that was in the back of our brains for a second. But <laughs> so is does do you have a, a songwriting process like individually, and then how's that come together as as a band for you, like? Do does it often the music that's preceding the words, or you you'll have words lying around like we got to find some music that works for this? I mean, I think it's kind of everything. Um, it, it we work, um, you know, we rehearse like once a week and we play a bunch of gigs, and so kind of uh, our timing is you know uh, getting everyone in the same room all at the same time. It works much better, I think, for us to kind of have our ideas and know that, oh, okay, once I bring it in, they're going to flesh it out. The other guys are going to, oh, let's do, what if we, you know, work with this dynamic? What if I really like that part? Let's repeat that, you know? So it really kind of becomes a cut and paste kind of um, writing session where it's like, all right, I have an idea for a verse and a hook. You know, I usually write one verse and one hook and then someone will come up with a bridge and someone will 
like, oh, I actually like that as the verse, or I like that as the chorus, and we'll switch that around. And, oh, I have an idea. You should do that, and uh, you should play that. And, oh, is this even working? You know, it's kind of... um, it's kind of democratic. Um, yeah. We're very, I think, all very open to each other's ideas. And if the person who brings it in is pretty excited about it, we want to be just excited for that idea as well. We don't want to kind of um, give anyone uh, the shaft on just because it's like, eh, you know, what? maybe it's not. And we don't really have a genre uh, I was just talking to a friend. We think I noticed that, and yeah. I, but I'm bad at I'm bad at knowing what genres are in general, or keeping up with all the cl- the designations and classifications. So I always just ask. But that's that's interesting you say that because I was like I I can't really pin this down. Every song's got a different vibe. That feels like a, a a mesh of vibes. Yeah, and and we don't. I feel like we don't want to be held down by the idea of genre or oh you know we're a rock band so we should not do hip-hop or we shouldn't do funk or we should you know what i mean like what does it does it feel good like are we having fun does it sound good is the song catchy you know and uh that goes a long way for us vibe goes a long way much more than uh you know what was i saying genre over and over again well you know that's for i would say if if uh, the, you know we're in this time now and uh with music like the fact that like it's so easy to take in all the music mm-hmm. um and we're and we're also stratified i mean i know there's still the radio and there's still what's popular but once you know someone's curiosity like you know i remember for me it was napster once i was like oh my god what is all this music i you know and i would just get everything i never heard of and take it all in and that's how the open mics still are too. I just love discovering new stuff. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to see uh, like more people who came up with just access to all the music and less homogeny in like, this is like, there are these big, strong currents of popularity. Yeah. Um, there's always big, there's always trends that are widespread, but at the same time where artists start coming out of things, just free of these bottlenecks of genre. It's like, no, like we're, we're expressing everything that's made up. Uh, that we have taken in as consumers of music and appreciators of music and makers of music. Mm-hmm. I think that it's been a big thing being uh, a maker of music and performer and artist myself. Like I, I want to be successful, right? Like that's, that's our goal is to be successful and be like touring, working musicians. That would be great. Mm. So with lots want, of money to add to that. I want the money. Uh, but so why should I knock anybody <laughs> Um, or any genre, you know, like when people are like, oh, I don't like country music. It's like, well, somebody does. Like, clearly they're very popular. So like, you know what I mean? It's just as an example, obviously, like, uh, I feel like I can't really not like anything anymore. Like I have to kind of like everything and, or be open to everything. I may not have to like it or listen to it, but I shouldn't be, uh, you know, talking down anybody's idea of what music is you know good music because i'm sure people hear us and they're like that sucks but we're not we're not aiming for those people we're aiming for those people who are open to hear oh man they do a little uh you know 90s r&b then they have a weird jazz background track and then they have a weird uh hardcore hip-hop track and then they have a funk psychedelic dance part you know what i mean we're 
just trying to maintain openness, I think, is pretty important for us. And we all listen to all different types of music. Uh, we're, we're putting out uh, our artist playlists on Spotify. Like each of us are um, curating our own tracks. And I don't think any of us really have any overlapping songs, let alone artists. Like a lot of us try and write, except for Talking Heads, I think appears on everybody's playlist. Yeah, that's about that's. I think that's about it. Everything Do you have pretty, uh, core? Go ahead, go ahead, Rocco. No, sorry. I was gonna say everything else is pretty individual, and but and I will say to talk about our own genre that I do think that even though we do experiment with everything, we do have a home, kind of a a, a base, and uh, it's hard to explain what the sound is, but it definitely falls kind of in that alternative. What I explain to a lot of people when they ask nowadays is that it's a uh, definitely alternative to a T, like the word alternative. And it falls in the mid to late '90s, early 2000s, anywhere from anywhere from Nirvana to Rage to The Strokes, you know that whole kind of thing. And then sometimes you'll throw in a little bit like Alanis Morissette, but it still really is in that '90s, like late '90s, early 2000s pocket of sound. I wonder why. Well, um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, let's let's roll the next track here on the EP. Uh, Fool is that the name of the EP? Yes, got that right. Yeah, and that that and that's the song closing it out too. That's why I was like, am I looking at the right thing here? But uh, so we're gonna play roll the next track here. Keep in touch by Believe in Ghost. Yeah, uh, or you know you can the exclamation point would also work if you emphasize the verb. Like, Believe in Ghost. <laughs> I like it both. I like all yeah. the. I prefer it to be believe in ghost. It is my. That's kind of my. <laughs> Roll it.
Bob Ross Guess we doing things right when they sue you for a clause Now I'm pissed off, y'all just don't know when to quit Never did it for the music, only did it for the clicks But nobody took the bait, they already hit the switch Lucky ones got away, now they calling for a name That they know what the shows, they believe in ghosts You busking in the park, they be leaving in droves Up all night, trying to break the rules that I break the dawn, don't cut the blind from the sweetest poems of January Till we left alone, gotta send the signal, gotta Yeah, keep in touch. That's one immediately. I'm just like, fuck yeah. So Dope. that was who breakdown. Who was obviously Billy? You were you were you were spitting on that, and uh, Rocco, you were playing bass. Yeah, um, that just came up of a jam that we, me and Ricky, were doing in a rehearsal, and I had my bass with uh, this pog, just a poly octave generator. So it has like some low, some high. It kind of sounds a little bit like a guitar with some weird distortion on it. You can kind of tell it's a bass, but it's this weird in-between. You have a, like the upper octave and the lower octave coming out there. And um, I was just... Remind me a little of uh, the, the sound of like Death From Above 1979. Yeah, yeah. This it's um, what, what I was feeling when we initially did it was definitely a little bit less intense. We weren't going for anything rappy but sometimes in between songs when people are just talking or dilly dallying one of us when we have our instruments in our hands we're like children so we'll just start doing stuff that was just one that we did and then we kept playing it for a couple minutes and we recorded it saved it and then those things that my hip-hop brain turns on where i hear a loop and i'm like that's the loop play that over and over again that's going to be a hit and then uh, you know, like everything else can we can figure out, but I want to rap over that. Like, that's what I want. And so it's like, play that, play that. And then just, you know, we've probably freestyled a bunch. We probably did it two or three times. And then I usually make a little demo on my phone, like just play that loop over and over and I'll just sit there with it. And then I'll take it home and I'll just write, you know, as much as I possibly can to it. And then, um, I think, uh, so we played that live in the studio, recorded that live in the studio. So the drums, the, I think everything is live. Yeah, there's no overdubs. On- yeah, on, on your end there. No. Uh, which And so that's kind of what the raw feel of that track is, is definitely us in the studio just like going for it. And um, yeah, so, oh man. So yeah, this, this track... Uh, definitely was not meant to be so heavy. Rocco is what you were saying. Yeah, no, it's not. But it definitely, it's it's a it is our diss track. I will say we definitely threw out a a diss track to our uh, our old band. Would you like to expand on this, Billy? 
Yeah, I'll, it's a long story because Keep in Touch has its own uh, inside to it. Hit uh, all the yes. Yeah, yeah. So Keep in Touch uh, was um, all types of kinds, like biggest single that we put out or probably most polished produced thing that we put out. That's how I met Rocco. Um, uh, the other band member asked Rocco to play bass. Rocco didn't play bass at the time. He asked him to sing on some songs and then he played a little guitar solo. So whatever. So Rocco joins all types of kinds on this song called Keep in Touch. Uh, the band breaks up after two, three years or whatever. And then uh, the other band, we kind of like, hey, we're going our way, you know, check them out. And then he's going to do his own thing. And then we heard that he was making a band and calling it Keep in Touch. And we we're like, that's weird. Yeah. And you can't really do that. That's weird. That's a little fucked up. I mean, you can if you want, but. but hey, right, right. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I guess morally or something. On principle, on principle. And then, um, so that doesn't happen. They drop that name because someone probably told them that's a bad fucking idea. And, and then, so, um, you know, they, they've been releasing our old stuff, like re-releasing it and uh, all this and that. And As our old band, as, as the old band. Yeah, as all types, you know. And we've kind of held our tongues. We don't really, we don't say anything, you know, in public. Um, about you know we don't talk down about it because he's doing his own thing he's happy that's great um then they release under his new band's name they release a song called keep in touch and we hear about it through the grapevine through our network of friends before it's even released and then we hear it and it's the same lyrics as our song same song same lyrics same melody but just yeah. like with a different second verse. Yeah. Backbeat, the whole thing, like completely re-recorded and different, but it's the same song. Yeah, and we were like, you can't, you literally can't do that. <laughs> like, you, like you, you can't. We went, we are on BMI, we're on it. Like it's all, we, you know, we have the rights to the song. And I was like, look, you could either do something about this or guarantee our, our credits. And um they, for, you know, again, long story, but they won't talk to me. So when I try to talk to them, that's when things start happening. So I, I sent a message. And then in response to my message, they called Billy. And we're like, don't worry, we'll give you your your credits or whatever. And we'll make sure that you get, like, the streams out of it and this, this, and that. And so we were all tight about that. And it was around that time we were working on this song. And then Billy wrote these lyrics and the second oh, I wrote, the whole yeah, I wrote verse. first uh completely unrelated just kind of i wanted to spit bars like i miss spitting bars and then uh came up with that and then once that whole thing transpired i was pissed i was you know I, we've held our tongue we've you know we have no backing to us we are completely independent yeah we lost all of our like they they took all of our uh, information. Like they, like logged, they logged us out of all the emails that Billy made all these connections on. They took all of our sources. They took all oh. of our connections and they're using them to build their new band. And so again, like we've just kind of been sitting here stewing and just not doing much about it. Cause we're like, whatever we want to be. We want to be free. For, you know, we are completely removed from that now. Yeah. And uh, so for me, 
it was the final straw. Like I, I don't want to deal with it anymore. So I'm just going to write um, a diss. So if, you know, with all this information that you have, uh, if you listen to the song again, especially the second verse, yeah. parse through all the, the digs. Cause um, I write a lot of them. I wrote a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, for your own time there. And that's why we call it a keep in touch, essentially, to... Uh, We're just going to name it. It has nothing to do with the song at all. It's to <laughs> have them be like, oh, come on, are they doing this too? And then they listen to it and they hear it to this track. Yeah, we're just trying to get them to listen to it. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I, it's, man, I love that song. That production is nasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to listen to it again now that I know the story. <laughs> you know, I was already looking forward to listening to it again, but now I really am. We're, we're recording so, controversy here. How, how about that for your first uh, music podcast back? <laughs> I like it. You guys, are com- you guys are coming out hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We're coming out swinging. But so speaking of, like, coming out. Um, yeah. You're the first man I've spoken to, you know, post-pandemic. Yeah. And watching, you know, I, I, when, when it happened for me as just someone who's an amateur musician who just, I just try, you know, I'll gig occasionally, but I just go to open mics and that was all gone. And I'm like, oh, I lost, you know, just being able to socialize with people. But I certainly, and I saw that there were all these, you know, scrappy opportunities for musicians to play things, but I was really like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to take anything that's available to musicians right now. So what was that like for you guys were you coming together as a band like getting ready to you know go when when the pandemic hit or was that a good incubation period for this to happen well i guess a little bit of both because we were gearing up for something big we were like in the process of buying a van and we were in the process of booking out of country like in canada and in like michigan and we were trying to go across the coast and we were we were planning it out and like we had a set itinerary of when we had 24 cities in 40 days. That was yeah. the plan. We had it and we had it mapped out and we had it so it makes sense. And the drives were like no longer than six to eight hours a day. And uh, we'd have a day of rest between. And then we'd have some other like we'd have like a week in L.A. where we can just go and smoke and chill for like a week because we don't have yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and and then all of a sudden this all happened. And um, all those gigs, we only booked a couple. But all the gigs that we booked, obviously, we had to give up. Uh, we played one last gig right before both of our birthdays in March of 2020. Yeah, March uh, March 12th or something like we, that. We were like, this. it felt bad doing it. You know what I mean? Because we were all going there in masks. and it's like. And- I'll say that. It was definitely one of the eeriest gigs we played because uh, we played Niagara. Do you know where Niagara is? Um, first and... Oh. or something um yeah. it's like a punk bar but they have a backstage and it's pretty dope um and we walked in there uh friday night right thursday thursday night it was a friday it was a friday yeah it was it was empty it was completely empty um and we we're like uh, okay you know we're like something's it got up. real it something's up and we played the gig and we had a few people there uh, a few of our friends came in Um, but literally I think the next day or Saturday, um, that's when things started closing for real. Like they were like, you know, and so 
we were like, oh, do we cancel these gigs? What do we do? And, uh, and then, you know, obviously the next day, I think on Sunday or Monday, they announced like full blown, go home, stay home. <laughs> That's it. You know, <laughs> like the city is closed. And then we were really like, ooh. And, and Rocco lived in Washington Heights. Um, Burke lived in Brooklyn. So we were completely kind of separated um, and had no agenda. I mean, at that point, for me, I was like, well, there goes being a musician for life. You know, that doesn't make it wouldn't make any sense to do it now. We like, and I have no discernible skills outside of it. So <laughs> when you say Burke lived in Brooklyn, Burke lived in Sheepshead Bay. And I lived in Washington Heights and Billy was in Jackson Heights. So it was like there wasn't even a one direct train to get to anybody. You know, we had to getting on the train. I couldn't even bike to you. Like that's how far everyone was. Yeah. You know? So it, we were like, how are we even doing anything? And uh, strangely enough, we did figure out how to do a bunch of stuff. I, I mean, I was getting this itch. Yeah. Yeah. After two weeks, after two or three weeks of uh, getting drunk at noon, and playing video games, you know, there's only so much of that that you could do uh, before you're like, all right, I need, I need a real thing to do. Like, you know, I, I had beaten this game like four times on every <laughs> level and I was, I was done, you know, I, I read the whole internet, I, I, you know, and uh, I've watched, you know, I watched Mad Men all the way through, like, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember, uh, I remember poking you, if you correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember being like, Billy, every week we got to get, we got to start doing this. So we don't fall off. I'm like, let's do, let's, let's get on a call. And at first you're like, oh my God. All right. And we're talking and it's just very down. And I'm like, what musical ideas you got? And it's like, I don't know what the, what is there right now? What is the, what is this shit? And I was like, well, just let's, let's try to write about that and let's do some of that. And so we put out like three different demo tapes, which kept us really busy throughout the pandemic actually we did like three different demos from just recordings from our own apartments yeah so we would re record at home uh with our little interfaces onto a logic file and then send each other logic files and just add stuff on top of the other person's thing and then um shout out to matt noble our producer mixer extraordinaire um, he is one of the nicest people in the world. He's one of the most talented people, uh, we, we know. And, uh, we're like, Hey, these sound not great. If we sent you these, can you just fix them for us? And we'll, we'll pay you, you know? And, um, he did it for free, not to, you know, and he is, uh, an incredible person for that. And he just said, you know, I know you guys, are just looking to do something and I want to support that. So thanks to Matt Noble, uh, who helped us record, uh, this EP as well as helped us record. I think all of the EPs, everything we've done, everything we've done as believe in ghosts. And, um, but he's been super supportive and during, especially during the hardest time of, of this, uh, pandemic. So, uh, which was like, you know, the first month or two where we had no, uh, direction at all. So, um, yeah, and then we pulled it, and then we did what three of those? We did three of the um lockdown demos, yeah. And we were like, we need to get back to something real. So then we put out uh Boo, which we half recorded at home and half recorded in the studio. And um, then we were itching to do more 
but we needed uh, we needed another member, so we brought Ricky on just to kind of play a couple gigs. But we really liked what he was bringing to the table, and we started writing together. And we did this little trio of songs, this little EP. And now we're trying to focus on getting an album done and shooting some videos. So, come a long way from just that lonely year in isolation, you know? Yeah. And so then you have a band van now. So that's you have a band van. Yeah. Excellent. So have you found that your like metrics for success and whatever, you know, as almost mystical uh, a path for a career in music as like a touring musician is, you know, it's like, there's, there's like these weird luck factors, but also like just a lot of like, well, you do it, you know, there's the work aspect of it, putting in the time and being disciplined how has, you know, where we're at now, has that changed what you foresee it is to be a band and, and what you want to be your measures of success? No, I think we're doing it. Um, I think, I mean, we're playing out of state this weekend uh, as we record this weekend. Uh, we're playing in Lancaster at this awesome place that we played at before called Telus 360. And... Um, you know, we're looking to do more of that. Now we have the opportunity to do it and uh, we know our worth and we're not taking, you know, to an extent, we're not taking these free exposure gigs anymore. And we're trying to tell people, Hey, we're serious. And uh, part of that right now, we're, we're working on our numbers everywhere. Um, what we want to do, what we talked about is uh, we just actually started home printing uh, copies of this EP and uh like with labels on them and everything and uh what we're trying to do is plan to give out 25 of them to people that help us increase our numbers on these platforms like hey if you send our instagram to 20 people and you can prove it to us we'll send you a free copy of this that uh, a physical copy and we'll sign it we'll do whatever you want with it and and give it to you as like a relic there's not gonna be many of them made because it takes a really long time at my apartment to, uh, to, uh, That's a really good idea. Is that, is that a novel concept you guys came up or something that you're aware of that artists are trying to do to, you know, like solidify that's no, I just, I kind of was like, I think the, in the back of my mind, what it was, was the GoFundMe's. you know, how they have those tiered things. Yeah. I was like, what if instead of asking for money, we ask for the people that we know that love us, to add people to go follow an Instagram account. Because even if, you know, even if the people that they get to follow the account don't really keep up to date with what we're doing, like everybody, say they get 20 people to come and only one of those people stays up to date, that adds a lot to each show. If one person from those 20 keeps showing up, if we get 500 people, you know, that's a lot. That's 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 quite a bit of people. So, um I just think that one thing that we need to do to prove to these bigger venues that we are important and people do like us is just the numbers because we do have the support and we have the people that like us and we have the people that follow us and this is an app. We need to get the, the numbers that they're looking at up. And I thought it would be a nice novel way to kind of do that and give some fans of ours a little bit of a thank you and kind of a collector's item kind of thing. And we also will be selling the rest of them. I'm planning on making like 75 of them, giving away 25 and then selling the other 50. And if that works, then maybe we'll do it going forward and just get better at making our own home crafted ones because they're way more cost effective. They're not time effective, but they definitely are. Um, it, 
they're definitely safe rather than going and buying it out. And it's kind of cool, you know, just knowing that we handmade it and are going to be hand signing it, hand packaging it and, and giving it out. I feel like it means a little bit more than someone yeah. pressing it somewhere and then giving it out to people that way. Well, I'm going to jump in here and play our last track off the new EP, uh, Fool. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be right back with Believe in Ghost. See, you can do all of that. <laughs> I love it. Everybody wanna fight, but I don't take the bait. It's just 
base of the 808s Path I've chosen has never been straight There's a maze in my mind that I cannot escape Every move that I make is another chance of fate Checkmate Can't do the things I really wanna do Cause you say that I'm just a fucking fool But now, with time I'm growing older My walls are closing in and I'm almost six feet under Love all the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about that song. Billy, do it. Where's Burke? Um, so Burke... Um, let's see if I can get him real quick. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull him out. Wake up, Burke. Yeah, let me see if I can get him. I'll be right back. <laughs> should, we, should I wait? or oh, talk. Just talk. Yeah. Just keep talking. He'll show up. So Burke is uh, the elusive one of the group. He'll uh, he'll show up when he, when he wants. Um, so, um, Burke usually comes to, uh, the rehearsals, you know, we all try and bring one thing to the rehearsal every week, one new thing, or like finish the idea that we were working on from the other week, stuff like that. And, uh, Burke was playing this song, um, and he writes ballads pretty much like kind of, and then we all just pretty much, we all learn the chords pretty, pretty quickly. He writes like four chord songs. And then we're like, great, all right, let's do that. And I think I started on guitar, and we were just kind of, you know, chilling with it. And then I said, I let me just play bass. You know, it's super easy for me to just play the bass on this. And Rocco hopped on the guitar. Um, and so he had one verse, and he had a chorus. And then um, I think he just repeated the first verse. Oh, I got a dog. Not a, not. A, I say, is he coming in on a leash? What? Burke <laughs> is a dog. Oh, you guys really like like you know you All buried right. the lead here. We got Burke Burke on the podcast. holy shit, Burke. No. <laughs> I'll see that. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so um, yeah um, basically Burke wrote a verse, a chorus. He repeats the same verse. 
Um, and then I mentioned, I said, I was like, do you have another verse? I thought he did. He said, no, I just have the same thing. And I said, uh, do it in Turkish because um, he's uh, from Turkey. And I thought it would be a nice little thing for his family because his family is super supportive of us. They comment and share all our stuff and tell their friends, you know. And um, I thought it would be a nice thing if he kind of went to his roots a little bit and just to diversify our uh, our sound a little bit. And again, like, it doesn't have to be in English for it to be, you know. And, and I, honestly, that's my favorite part of the song is the Turkish section because I think he, it's beautiful. I thought it was a very melodic and different and i thought it was awesome what well, just it just perfectly like comes into being where he's singing in another language and i actually was just like because i just had it on and listening to it and, and it, was, it took me a minute to be like oh what is i did yeah and I, I was like this isn't english anymore it's but it, it's it's i love it so that was yeah definitely glad you brought that up because that was one of my questions like where what what language is that yeah turkish he's a uh, he's you know, he was definitely a little nervous to do it, but mm-hmm. I think it came out great. I think he really sounds fantastic on it. And yeah, he was a, sorry, he's dead asleep. I know we're recording. We're recording at 7 a.m. at the moment. It's the time of recording. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but it's a little early to, to get that. <laughs> but uh, but he, uh, no, the, for the song though, I think that we didn't expect it to be what it was really i feel like we had no idea how to approach this song at first a few uh incarnations of you know uh where's the verse where's the chorus is there a break here do we do a solo here uh i really liked the vibe of it so i wanted to write a verse so i got to sneak in a little verse Mm -hmm. um for it which is cool yeah Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, I think a lot of it really helped when Ricky kind of came in. Ricky just joined in in March, so yeah, that's true. Uh, sorry, what did you say? Sorry, I didn't mean. Oh, uh, Ricky joined in March, so um, a lot of these ideas were um, kind of in their very early stages. Um, besides, keep in touch, but. Um, a lot of the songs we've written have been kind of like before Ricky. And then we introduced him to, Oh, here's like out of the covers, you know, the covers is a good way to kind of vibe with each other. You know, everyone knows the song, but when it gets to the original stuff, that's really when the creative side and having that fourth person be there um, and his adaptability and his, um, his ability to perform, pretty much like pretty much anything you ask, you know, he's very, very good at what he does. So, um, it was really nice. Like, Oh, let's start with this ride and kind of jazzy free, you know, very flowy thing. Um, and I also made a, a beat like on logic. A while ago. Yeah. That was the original background was, uh, like this hip hop beat. Yeah. It was like a, and, so we, we did it a few times in rehearsal and just all the parts kind of were like all over the place and there was no like thing. And I was like, just play the, play the hip hop kind of that, you know, and we could all just kind of groove on that a little bit. And, um, 
I mean, he did it, and he's really all of all of the uh, drums that you hear are live. Like all of all of the instruments are done in a take, like an individual take. Um, and he didn't do more than eight takes for any of the songs, right? Like pretty yeah, much everything was done yeah. five or six takes, and yeah, you know, we had an overdub here and there for whatever extra guitars or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean. Uh, Burke is playing the ukulele on Fool. I don't know if anyone can hear it, but it's on It's on there. It's subtle. Very subtle. It's subtle. Yeah. <laughs> In the subtle region. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I think it's something that uh, Burke is a shy guy, uh, but when he has confidence in what he's doing uh he really shines and and some of our most popular songs on spotify are his songs and it's something i've maintained even from the other band uh when they uh you know internal conflict aside and all that the conversation is like is this really a song you guys want to do and i have always i mean i think rocco and i have always been in this corner of Mm -hmm. yeah you don't understand like you, it may be very simple or very uh, rudimentary or anything like that, uh, but it's his uh, heart really, he, he really puts it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you allow him to feel comfortable to do that, it, it's really beautiful stuff. So, um, yeah, we loved uh, all of his songs starting at, like, he plays them in F and he names them in F. Hmm. I think, which is cool. Friend. I like that. Fool friend was originally an F. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Faceless is an F minor. Faceless, yeah. Um, I appreciate those sort of idiosyncrasies. I don't think it's on purpose. I think it's just the design of his ukulele when he writes them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's a good key for him to sing. So um, it's a lot of fun, and um, I, you know, I also like Burke songs because I get to just. Uh, play around on the guitar a bit. Yeah, I get to just jam a little bit on the guitar, and that's always fun. I wonder if that should be a question I ask every musician is just like, or like, you know, do the James Lipton thing at the end. Like, what is your favorite key? What is your favorite key? What is your least favorite key? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, eh, fucking B flat is bullshit, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some musicians uh, me personally, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> you know, a, a fun, a fun music store moment. My my wife had. She went in. Um, she was looking for. I told her I was looking for a B flat harmonica. B flat is not bullshit. I like B flat. Um, it's actually the harmonica you need when you play an F major. Yeah. So uh, she went around. She she and and I forget how, but the she asked the clerk there, and um, she came back and said, no, we don't have any BB harmonicas. Gotta love it. Oh, man. Yeah. But, you know, you don't know if you don't know. (laughs) My favorite key is F pound. (laughs) F hashtag. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, that, and that's, the EP is kind of what we've tried to do with all of our EPs and, um, like three song projects is get everyone showcased. Um, 
really don't have a leader of the band. There is no lead singer. We all sing lead. We all provide harmonies and melodies for each other. Um, I think we're very supportive of each other's ideas. As I was saying, you know, earlier when someone brings in something, it's let's go, let's, let's finish this idea. Like, you know, um, and it's something I'm very comfortable. Like I love working with these guys cause I get to do that. I get to, you know, bring in bullshit and make it, you know, turn it into a diamond. So it's, it's really cool stuff. Are you all coming from similar backgrounds of being like um, self-taught, more like you know learning by playing versus like trained in a, like with a classical foundation on some level lessons? I mean, I've had, I guess, I've had some lessons like when I was young, young. So I can't say that I've been without lessons. And in our old band, we had some. Less, like group lessons together so there's barely anything there is that I, like a like when you know group when, you, when your band's getting lessons together is that a sign that it's not doing great <laughs> it's like it's like therapy it's like so a lot of time therapy works for some people but sometimes it's like it's like oh no that's just your last get try like maybe we just need band lessons hey i mean we we i think billy and i specifically hated those lessons they were so uh they didn't they weren't doing much for us we were just wasting time being there and going yeah i I mean we're not playing we're on an acapella group all right we like we do need to sing together we don't need to like learn all these things we just we just need to like be together as a group and maybe on our own time we can individually learn how to treat our voices properly but it's like we don't need to be in the same room staring at each other and like watching while the other person holds their breath and it's like we- it was also i mean impossible for us because like last night we were working on a cover and uh working on our harmonies last and, night yeah and last night and whenever that happens and we get stuck in a loop, we just start laughing. And then we laugh, and I can't look at anybody, and then no one can look at... So half the time, we were laughing. We were just <laughs> unable to go, ah, everyone's like this, ah, you know? It's impossible to work like that. And, you know, I mean, the situation calls for itself to be so serious and dour and, and uh, regimented, and we are not that in the least you know we are very loosey-goosey pretty much it's can you do this uh you know can you do the job and are are you having fun are we having fun yet and uh yeah you know with us we have as much fun as possible we are friends we all live in astoria uh so we all get to you know in our downtime, hey, I'm going to the bar. Hey, I'm going to dinner. Do you, does anyone want to join me at brunch? We went bowling the other day. You know I mean, like, uh, we are actual friends. So that also helps a lot. Yeah, with benefits. With benefits. Yeah, with music benefits. With music benefits. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. Those come with less complication than the other benefits. Right. <laughs> well, I have to say, like, yeah, uh, as, as uh, um, someone who's just more and more adopted, like, you know, trying to figure out where my political alignment is. Like the yeah. only thing that I really is, uh, worked for me is anarchism. Uh, and, and just really, and I'm more like 
open about just saying that too because i'm tired of the bad rap it gets on certain the, the shorthand it yeah. has but the idea of what you guys are saying is like well we want it's not a democracy where it's like well three of us said we don't like it you know it's like we're all like how do we find a consensus where you've brought something to you to this how do we make it something that we all enjoy and that, you know, in the leaderless side, yeah, it's, I got to, you know, say as an anarchist, you're a band after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. And when we get together, man, and we go on the road or we're at a gig and we're all in the corner, um, we are, it, it is just insanity. Like, we're always joking. There's no, you know, it's very hard for everyone to be like, oh, all right, let's, let's just everyone, <laughs> let's everyone get in the corner and be, you know, let's do our vocal warm ups, you know, like that doesn't happen. <laughs> It's like, all right, we're hitting the stage. Let me get a beer first. <laughs> People on stage, like, literally, will be starting, and someone's like, "Oh, my beer." <laughs> yeah, we gotta get a beer real quick. Yeah. I feel like the only time I'm serious during sets is like in between, where I'm like, "Don't talk, don't look at me, don't talk to me." Right. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like tuning up and just like getting things set. I'm like, that 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 song gonna work, I guess. The second set, we'll try this. What's the energy like here? They told us to turn down again. We gotta. Oh, we got to turn down the volume on this thing. And then, yeah, it's that that's the only time I think when I'm serious. But then before, during, even, like when we're on stage, it's a nightmare. We're, <laughs> we're just yelling at each other into the mics. It's great. You should come see us. Hey, we got to go out to Cleveland, man. Yeah, if you're, if you're coming out to Cleveland, there's one thing I'll say I love about Cleveland. It's really like there's a real just circuit for – bands like local bands there's like you know an appreciation of local music here and a lot of people who play here and then they, they go around and tour but cleveland gives a lot of space for musicians to be playing and and from what i've seen you know like not as much of the uh exposure racket that's going on in new york yeah yeah it's it's precarious out here but also at the same time we're finding a lot of gigs that are like you don't have to bring anybody, you know, we're, we're not trying to do bringers, you know, it, we're trying to play like, Hey, we're going to be the best background band ever, you know? <laughs> and it's like, we also want to have those showcases, those showcase moments, you know, where we can play an hour and keep everyone's undivided attention. You know? And I think, uh, I think we're on our way to do that. Um, we're just getting tighter and tighter with all these three hour gigs, as you were saying, BZ, like, we do that regularly. Like we could, fill, yeah. we could fill three hours, like no problem. And we've been doing that for a few years now, but now it's like, we're, we're in a different stride at the moment. It's, it's well, easy now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you go right ahead. Yeah. It's, it's easy now to do those three hours and then we'll realize, Oh, we didn't even do half the songs we wanted to do, which is absolutely insane. That, that was never the case. And now it's like, all right, well, this is, it's almost like give us a five-hour gig. <laughs> Please don't do that, <laughs> unless you're paying us ten thousand dollars. After the third hour, our our rates go through the roof. Yeah, it's like we're we're good for you can give us two beers for the first three, but after that, <laughs> but the last two hours, ten thousand each. Well, I I've been thrilled to have uh found out about you just by following you billy and then when you you know said you had a new project i took in all this ep and i you held my attention i love it 
And is there out of your back catalog, which I'm excited to go back through, uh, is there a, is there a song you'd want to you want to play play things out with today that you that you guys can decide on together? Faceless, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I like that. All right, song, song on our Spotify, um, but it's also a banger. I mean, yeah. it's, it's obvious. You'll once you hear it, it's obvious. All right. So this is Believe in Ghost, and we're going to ride things out here with Faceless. Make sure you check out all the links. They're going to be right there in the description. You guys are going to be touring, hitting around. You're going to come to Cleveland. Yeah, that's right. good. Yes, that's going to be excellent. But uh, wherever you're listening to this, make sure you check them out and support them on Bandcamp. And wherever you are, support whatever musicians you've got in your town. Because I guarantee you there's a lot of really amazing ones who are not getting enough ear holes and eyeballs. It's totally true, and uh, we uh, are trying to expand our network. So yeah. please hit us up, say hey. If you think of any other bands that would fit our bill, and you want to make a bill, we'll drive to you. Like we have a band van. We That's go what- anywhere at this point. Honestly, <laughs> we're desperate. Ten thousand dollars, please. Yeah, thank please. you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Beasy, thank you, man. Yes, thank you guys. And that's a really good tagline. You know, we'll go anywhere. We'll go anywhere for $10,000. It <laughs> it's not as bad as there's a radio station here in town that I do enjoy, but their tagline is, we'll play anything. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's not good. We'll play anything with sound. So I'm going I'm to give them a message. I'm going to say, okay, well then play Believe in Ghosts. I dare you. I dare you. Don't worry.
spend my time Shaka probably change the pain Everything you say feels clean up my face To get you to smile I want you to make it make you sick for a while I've been my life The way I spend my time Shaka probably change the pain Everything you say feels clean up my face To get you to smile I want you to make it make you sick for a while I've been my life The way I spend my time Shaka probably change the pain Everything you say feels clean up my face To get you to smile I want you to make it make you sick for a while I've been my life The way I spend my time Shaka probably change the pain Everything you say feels clean up my face To get you to smile I want you to make it make you sick for a while Why?